So welcome everybody. I am so excited tonight to have um, Brooklyn Storm with me. And Brooklyn is, um, she's like down under. So my evening right now is Brooklyn's morning. So, hey, Brooklyn, I want to talk about you for a second. <laughs> and so, you know, Brooklyn, I mean, I'm really actually excited to talk with you. Um, she's been working in a healthcare industry, she says, for like nearly 30 years. And she is from and in, you're still in Melbourne, right? Okay, Melbourne, Australia, she's down under, and her work has been featured internationally. And so Brooklyn loves helping practitioners, including coaches, in like, well, the well-being space to create businesses, she says that, <clears throat> excuse me, positively impact the world and allow business owners to pay themselves. And I gotta say, I love that line, you know, <laughs> to pay yourselves, because, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for doing what we do, but we also have to eat. Um, so while she's when she's not busy helping coaches build their thriving businesses, she's spending time teaching her puppy Buddy how to night eat her desk. So is that Buddy with you? Is Buddy and um, yes, he's in a very playful mood at the moment. He's kind of nipping, so he might come in and out of the screen as we're talking. So excuse me for that. Oh, it's not a problem. We're really oh, it's how old is Buddy? Buddy is four months, so he's uh, 20 weeks. Okay, so he's a young one still. Awesome. Well, he's totally welcome. Like I said, we are very <laughs> informal here, um, so that's awesome. So, again, welcome. And, you know, we're talking about career transitions. And, I mean, you've just blown me away from the day I met you. So let's. The, my first question is just... Tell us about that career transition journey because you were, you came into my program, you were a psychologist, you know, when we first met and now you're a coach. So tell us about that. Yeah, it kind of sounds so backwards, doesn't it? Because people can sometimes say they they start off as coaches while they're working towards their MSW or, um, you know, their license to become a psychologist. But I did it sort of in the reverse um, what happened for me was um, I'd been a psychologist for um, 20 years or so, and um, there were some changes in my industry. Hey. There were some changes in my industry, um, political changes that were making things feel very incongruent with my values. And so I really, really struggled with that. And um, I went back to thinking about all of the things. It was like a dark night of the soul. I thought I was going to lose my career. I thought I was going to lose my business because of these political changes. It felt very unfair. Um, I did go into victim mode for a while. And then I um, went back to all the things that I went to when I was a lot younger. And that was my cards. And my very first set of Oracle cards was by... Oh. Um, Green Virtue. They were like the healing angels Oracle cards. Uh -huh. And... Yeah, so then I thought, well, I'll get my Oracle cards out again. And I realised I didn't have any. So I had to go and buy Oracle cards. And then I started reading more about manifesting. And then, you know, just being back into the spiritual space, I started to realise this is where my passion lies. How can I combine this with psychology? Realised I couldn't really combine it with psychology, although there was a lot of overlap. Um, and then I just made the decision that, you know, I was going to go and do some training and learn a little bit more and see what I could do. And that's when I came across your course and 
Um, I did that course, uh, oh gosh, I think it was 2019 now, so nearly four years ago, and it was life-changing. And um, I was sharing with you just before we came on the call, is it okay to share with it now? That sure. I just wanted to um, share that when I did the course as part of that, you know, the students were coached by Diane and Heather Ash. And um, during one of the coaching calls, I was saying to Diane, I, I really want to make this decision. I'm really going to leave psychology. I'm just in a state of despair because I don't know how to do it. And she waited for a moment and then said to me words that I'll never forget, which is you're already doing it. And in that moment, when you said that, everything just changed and I realized oh my gosh I am already doing that I'm here doing this coaching course that I've nearly finished and um, I've got all this knowledge and wisdom behind me and you also said to me um, on that call that nobody could ever take away my knowledge and my experience and that really just made me feel so much more at ease and so much more confident so I knew then yes she's right I've got a PhD in psychology. No one can ever take that away from me. And I can use all of those skills in the work that I want to do with coaching. And so then I um, made that decision that on the 20th of September, 2019, I was going to release my registration as a psychologist in Australia and move into coaching. And that's what I did. And then it was so interesting because I thought, okay, now I've got this coaching business and where am I going to find clients for energy coaching and life coaching and all of this sort of stuff? But what ended up happening was I'd been sharing my journey on Facebook with my community and I had been triggering a lot of people and a lot of colleagues because they were like, oh, that's spiritual stuff and that's a bit <laughs> to do that. And, and um, anyway, then... What happened was some of them said to me, can you show me how to make that transition too? Can you teach me how to get out of psychology and out of this model that we're working in in Australia now and, you know, do what you're doing? And so the coaching happened very naturally. I never in a million years thought that I'd be teaching other health professionals how to get out of their health profession and do something different. And so that's how it all started. And now today. I got a thriving business. My business didn't go backwards financially or anything. It um, has just continued to blossom and grow. And I've been able to set it up in a way now where I can work around this one, but you know, <laughs> where I can work around this one, um, look after an aging parent. And yeah, I still support myself and my my mum. So yeah. Oh, that's so also nice. <laughs> So, well, why did you choose all well, one? Because you wanted to get out. I hear that the rules were changing and all of that. And I know when your dog's pulling at your clothes, little puppy, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but what made you choose life and especially like the life energy and spiritual coaching? Yeah, you just because you said people were like, whoa, are you woo-woo now, Brooklyn, or what? Yeah, and they're going crazy because I started talking about manifesting everything. But the reason I went back to it was because I realized when – all of those things were happening politically in psychology in Australia. Um, I realised then that there was something happening and I read something, I can't remember if it was Abraham Hicks or Gabby Bernstein, but um, someone was talking about your inner guidance system. It was Abraham Hicks' books I was reading at the time. 
and talking about how you always know, your soul always knows what's right for you. And when you have that feeling, you know, that you're getting cracked open and you're getting um, an opportunity to remember who you are and why you're here. And the things that you go back to are why you're here and who you are. And so when I realized that, wow, I've gone back to journaling, journal prompts, manifesting, all of that, and then I became, well, not obsessed, but excited, and I wanted to devour everything, then I knew. And when the more I looked at it, the more I could see there were a lot of parallels with what I'd been doing um, therapeutically as a psychologist. For example, with manifesting, you know, you talk about, well, we're going to set an intention and let's look at our limiting beliefs and let's take aligned action and all those kinds of things. And they're very, very similar. They're not the same, but they're very similar to things that we do in cognitive behavior therapy, you know, or brief solution focused therapy, those evidence based study. Sorry, <laughs> those <laughs> evidence based um, models that we've been using in psychology. So it made sense to me. And I thought, well, you know, there's so much I already know, and I can link the spiritual stuff to this and it was just like this sense of peace and excitement and calm and yeah this is it was like coming home finding the spirituality so that's when I knew I wanted to learn more I felt like I'd read so many books but they're all beginning to sound the same and I wanted to learn how to do the work because you know there's shelf help you you read the book and you put it on the shelf I've never heard that before thank you I love it <laughs> but I want to be someone who takes action and who implements things so um for me it was really important to to learn it and I wanted to share it with everyone because I felt like I'd found the holy grail or something just that sense of pure alignment and total alignment and it just gives you this sense of unshakable confidence and you just want to share everything with the world but I hadn't got any formal qualifications or training so that's when I yeah started looking around and that's when I found your program and I enrolled in it straight away yeah so it was amazing all the planets aligned and yeah I haven't looked back Sweet. And, you know, so you're doing all this. You, you just made a comment. You hung up your shingle for psychology in 2019. I mean, you know, the pandemic then hit. That's it's right. Like, whoa. So you made a transition kind of with or during the pandemic, which must have been really crazy. So what about building up your client? You said you didn't really suffer, but, you know, yeah. from the private practice into the client. I mean, how did all that happen? Well, do you know what? It was the pandemic. I uh, We moved into the pandemic, so later in 2019. And where I am in Victoria, Australia, we had the most lockdowns of any country in the world, um, you know, and we're only allowed out of the house an hour a day. And that was I heard about that. Yeah. I was horrified. It was crazy. But, um, and I had to go online. So until then, my business had been seeing clients face to face in person. And there'd always been a lot of fear about going online because I thought nobody will ever do that. But what happened was people forced to, to do things online because I had no choice because we couldn't get out. So all services went online and that worked out in my favor. Um, and that COVID in that way 
um, while it was so horrible for so many people. But in a business sense, it really helped my business and it really unlocked so much for me. And now we're sitting here, you know, the end of September 2023, and my business is still all entirely online, um, which means, yeah, I can be home um, and I've just got so much more freedom. You know, one of my values is, um, well, my other coach, Ben Harvey, you know, he coined the term shadow values. And one of the shadow values that he speaks about is he calls it control, but I call it choice. And it means like control over your time, over your day, over the clients you work with, over your fees, over, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's like my big value. So I've been able to build a business now where I get to work with clients that pay me, that um, love to do this work, that are on my wavelength, that come into my world and they're already saying, I've been listening to your podcast or, you know, this, that or the other. And they already speak the language. You know, there's no convincing, there's no justifying. I don't have to prove anything um, I'm just attracting different people now who want this kind of work um, maybe they've tried it before and you know that's fine and and now they're but it's all business related so and I only work with um, business professionals so it started off being psychologists but now it's broad and okay I'm, well that's yeah, what I'm, I was going to ask you you know like who all do you work with now yeah, so it started off being psychologists because that was what I knew and I was attracting people who were like sitting on the sidelines watching watching everything and then they were like, hey, hey, can you? So it started off there and then it kind of expanded um, to counsellors. And uh, anyway, now I've got a huge community of counsellors that I look after online. So it's 18,000 members across my different communities. Um, wow. And taken a leadership role there because it was available um, and I now teach them how to start their businesses and how to get their businesses um, aligning with their bright shiny values and their shadow values so that they can be successful whatever success looks like to them you know it's different for everybody it's not always about making a million dollars sometimes success like me it's about having more time freedom and more choices you know, I'm going to interrupt you just, and I'm so happy you're saying that because literally yesterday I finished developing a webinar and I was talking about when I became, first became a coach. I mean, I'm talking about the manifestation process and I had made up a list of my literal list from back then. And it was all, I wanted the freedom. I want to control my time, my hours, who do I work with? You know, because, you know, you go into a regular job and you're forced to work with people that you would never choose frequently, yeah. right? So just yeah. thank you for reiterating that. And it's just so funny because it's like I had you in my head yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it's gone from counsellors to now, you know, other people started coming in saying, well, I see that you work with counsellors and psychologists, but I'm a mental health social worker. Um, can can you work with me and help me? Or I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a music therapist. I'm an art therapist. So it's just now it's just health and well-being practitioners who want to start a business or who are in business but they're not yet feeling the love you know they're burning out or they're starting to resent it or there's issues and so yeah they're wanting to have what I've got and feel energized and excited and you know all that kind of stuff 
So that's what I do now. And it's where my passion is. And had everything that happened in psychology not happened, I wouldn't be where I am now. I'd be out of the house for 10 hours a day. I'd be working with clients that were, you know, high needs, high complex, not paying for, for services, things like that. And my mindset's shifted as well. You know, I've got a much better business mindset now than I did before. Like I think a lot of the time when um, health practitioners and healers, coaches want to go and help, they do so because they've been on a journey um, and they want to give back and they, they really want to help. And I think sometimes, you know, they do that to the detriment of the business, you know, that they want to... Um, undercharge or lower their fees and, and things like and I know because I did that too and it's it's not a great way to run a business and there are other ways to run a business and still give back um in but you can pay yourself as well so that's why it's so important to me to be able to help people with that and do it in a way that yeah is congruent with their values so they're not feeling icky or uncomfortable or anything like that so yeah and yeah, that congruency is really vital, isn't it? You know, right? because it's like an artist when I'm, you know, we get to the marketing side of it. It's like, how do you serve and not sell? You know, because I mean, I hate when, I mean, there's just so many things. So I don't know if you remember in the class, I just have people reflect on, you know, all the ways they've been marketed to that drove them crazy. And they keep oh. a list of what everyone says every class. I mean, I've got this list and it's, it's, so it's like, we don't do that. You know, we don't. Like, what is it, the clickbait or, um, you know, here, I'm going to give you this, but I'm at, you know, it's like, there's a million ways that that's, in my opinion, unethical, but it doesn't resonate with what our values, like you're saying. are. No, I really believe that, it, you know, you, you don't need to sell, but I do believe that everything you do online is marketing. Your website, of course, it's marketing, but your, your fees marketing, um, the way you comment on a Facebook page. That's a reflection of your business. If you're in a Facebook community or, you know, something like that or one of the other communities that you're in and, you know, every single thing that you write, every comment that you make, that's marketing a practice. And believe you me, like um, I, I really see a lot of people commenting on, on things in, in the online world at the moment. Some of them I know straight away, you're amazing. I'm definitely going to send clients to you who need what you do. And there are others that I think straight away, no way, Jose, I'm not going to send because I can't, no. So everything that you do is marketing. You don't always have to have sales pages and funnels and bumps and upsells and trip wires and cold DMing people. <laughs> right. Um, Even the word trip wires makes you think, oh, shit, they're coming for me, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I really believe that if you can let that stuff go and you can just show up as yourself, get release imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome comes from you feeling not confident. Like there's there's something in you that you're believing to be true. You're believing that you're not good enough, smart enough, intelligent enough, worthy enough, all those things, right? Um, but once you can clear that, using so many of the techniques in your course once people can clear that um and they could just show up as themselves that it, your energy is what's going to be attracting clients to you not a sales page and not a gorgeous website you know i've sold through google docs before <laughs> you don't need a bit 
<laughs> right? I talked a little bit about imposter syndrome last time because, yeah. you know, because I always, add, I mean, well, you know, I've been doing like artists. I'm in my ninth year, going on 10 anyway. Um, shit. See, that's the other thing. You have to be able to be yourself. And sometimes yeah. my mouth, but um, people get over it. But yeah, that imposter syndrome, I've seen that that is, I would bet 60 to 70% of the people that go through my course, that's one of the things they're afraid of. Who am I to, um, it's like the Marianne Williamson thing. Who am I to be frigging great, right? And her response is, well, who are you not to? Because they are, but that's why we have coaches too, to help us get over that speed hump, right? So you must deal with that in your business. Because if you're working with people wanting to transition both in career or to become more in alignment with their heart, they're going to hit that often, right? Yeah, they do. And it's so interesting because, you know, it's just a matter of remember who they are and why they're here and why they're doing this. Because sometimes, again, to their human ego mind, um, you know, all those um, little crazy thoughts pop in and we just we just worry about the human side but we have to remember that we're souls having a human experience and your soul has a purpose you chose to be here for a reason and it's safe for you to do what you want and of course you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea I'm not everybody's cup of tea um, and you know that's okay you know people are going to get on the bus people are going to get off it that's right. just <laughs> and that's totally fine and you know as soon as you become okay with that then you have this unshakable confidence it's not even confidence it's just you feel so grounded that it doesn't even matter and if people are going to disagree that's okay you know or if they don't like what you're doing and they want to unsubscribe or unfollow that's okay there's there's always new people coming and you're always energetically aligned with the perfect for you clients all right it's just you have to dial into that so if they're not showing up yet how are you not showing up so yeah it's a whole thing it's a good point though and you know so I'm going to keep going back to the transitions I mean because you and I could talk all night right but so you're also you said you're also big on coaches having multiple revenue streams Yes. And so talk about that and like what you're using, I mean, and, the, and, and and that you didn't use as a psychologist. Yeah. So when I was working as a psychologist, all I was doing was in-person sessions um, because I didn't know any better. Um, but now what I do is I've probably got about maybe a quarter of my work is actual coaching sessions and, and therapy sessions and stuff like that. But the, the rest of it is online, digital products. So things like memberships, subscriptions, um, courses, printables, have an Etsy store. Um, so all of these sorts of things can become additional revenue pathways. And for me, this is really important to impress upon um, business owners, especially women, but business owners, because I want you to be able to future-proof your business. You know, who knows? They're already talking about another pandemic happening. Ah. In, in Australia, we've got this new outbreak of some unidentified respiratory condition that, you know, 3,000 people have got. So 
it makes sense to future-proof your practice. If you're not going to be able to get those one-on-one clients and you're putting pressure on yourself to fill your diary, you're running Google ads, Facebook ads, you're freaking out because you open up your diary and it's got a lot of white space, I want to take that away from you by showing you that there are other ways that you can get money coming into the business. So you can create products And do you know what? If you went into your Dropbox or your iCloud or your OneDrive, you have probably got a whole bunch of stuff there that you've made already. All you need to do is drag and drop it into Canva, pretty it up a little bit and pop it up. Or you can sell it on your website. You can put it on Amazon. You can put it on Etsy and just let people know that you've got it. And you do that by, you know, just sharing in your stories on Instagram or Facebook hey, I've got this journal and this is how it's going to help you. Or, you know, take a video of yourself flipping through the journal or scrolling through it in Canva or something like that. Um, Put a little price tag on it, you know, $7, $17, $27, $37, $47, whatever. Okay, now I need need you. I must have thousands of them and I've never done anything like that before. Okay, I want to consult with you. It takes like 10 minutes, really. You've already got there. Just, you know, put some pretty pictures on it from Canva, turn it into a PDF, upload it, let people know it's there. You don't need a sales page even. Just let people know that it's there and the sales will start coming. Um, The trick, lots of people ask about Etsy, so I'll just speak to that very quickly. Etsy is wonderful in that they charge very low fees. It costs 20 cents to list something and that listing lasts for 12 months. So very affordable fees Um, and they invest a lot of money into SEO, which really helps you sell your products. Um, But to be successful on Etsy, it really is a a game of um, volume. You really do need to have many, many products. You know, on average, you probably want to get about a thousand products up there. I've got um, 350 products, but I make about 2000 US dollars a month selling things. And I never do anything like the shops there and people will people will just come to the shop and they just buy stuff. So every month I get this deposit in my account from Etsy for about $2,000, which in Australian dollars is about $3,000. So that's great. Okay, you know? so I want to do a whole webinar with you where you're going to teach people how to do that, or you're probably already doing it. I put all of Brooklyn's contact information in the event, and I'll try to rem- help me remember to add the links afterwards. But I'm happy to promote you if you want to do a, a, any kind of thing like that on teaching people, because, I mean, that's that's awesome. And so many of us, I mean, if we're doing, you know, it's like you and I, I mean, I've been doing this kind of work I don't know, 40 years, 38 years, long time, <laughs> and, you know, and so a lot of people could that you would appreciate that because the other thing that's coming up that is going to make what you're doing, I think, even more relevant is the whole AI, which I was yes. also putting. And so I've got this webinar I'm going to be doing soon, but that I was I just finished developing. But AI is going to be making things obsolete. And so, Brooklyn, what you're teaching and what you're focusing on I think is going to be even more relevant as we move forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just think if you diversify your revenue streams, your business, you're being a smart business person and, um, you know, you're looking after yourself. And when you get to protect yourself financially and create your own security, 
I think energetically it frees you up to just be yourself and enjoy the work. You don't have to worry. You know that that money is coming in. Um, Yeah, so that's one way. And there are so many things that you can do. The the other way I did mention memberships. Um, Memberships are a great way to create um, recurring income for your business. And this is something that keeps my business going. So I have a few memberships all at different price points. I started them at seven US dollars. And now they go all the way up to 97 US dollars a month. And those memberships bring in thousands of dollars and they bring it in every single week um, just on autopilot, just because, you know, someone might sign up on Monday, someone signs up on Tuesday, 10 people sign up on Wednesday. So there's always, you know, I call it drops in the bucket. There's always drops in the bucket. When you go and create something like a little membership for whatever your healing service is, maybe you're going to do tapping or maybe you're going to do shamanic healing or maybe you're going to have a little membership on imposter syndrome or something like that and you put in a lot of work to create it and you sell it for like, I don't know, 27 US dollars or something like that, you feel when you um, create a page for it or create your marketing for it you go oh it's so cheap and da 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 and I, I really need more money because you know it doesn't reflect what I put in but you know what sooner or later you get 100 members and then you get 200 members and you get 300 members and they're all telling their friends about it and the group just grows without you advertising without you paying a cent for it and money just keeps coming in and it's a really really wonderful way to help more people um, then you can just doing one-to-one because your time's limited with one-to-one. So you get to help more people. You can still be available. You can still support them. But they get to work with you for a fraction of the cost of hiring you as a coach. Right. But you still make the money that your business needs you to make. Not what you, you know, when we talk about payment and things like that, never worry about what your clients can afford. That's none of your business. Um, it's always their choice what they what how they choose to spend their money. Um, right. It has nothing to do with your client. It has nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with your business. Yeah, ask your business what what's the right fee for this membership or something. But recurring revenue, um, it, you know, with the digital products as well. So you've got two little income streams there, and then you've got your coaching. Not hard. It takes time to set up a membership initially but once it's set up you never have to touch it and you just go into it once a week or once a fortnight or once a month whatever it's going to be and add in a new little training or do a little coaching call or something like that not everyone's going to turn up to your coaching call I've got 700 members in one of my memberships which is to help um, business owners in health and wellness get their businesses started get their private practices started but of all those people there's only 200 in my Facebook group the others the other 500 they're just not into Facebook and they don't want to be on it and they're not into communities they just want to get all the goodies um and watch the recordings and listen to replays they're from all over the world um but then in the um coaching calls maybe only 10 people might turn up sometimes one so it's a really it's a really flexible model that can be really easy for you to run Mm-hmm. And it creates more time for you. If time is important to you and you want to have that flexibility, you can cut your, your coaching back from, you know, 10 sessions a, a week to maybe two and put in a coaching call every now and again. So it gives you back your time. It feels right. good to have time back. It feels good to help more people. 
Wow. So we've I've got one more question left before we close, but then I'm going to just offer you now, if you're going to start a new cohort, let me know because we can do one of these where you can talk even in more depth about that aspect of it, because I think yeah. that would help a whole lot of people, whether the coaches or not. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'd ha be happy to promote that for you. But my last question is, what advice do you have, especially to other coaches or just viewers who yeah. might be considering a, like a career transition? What's like one or two really important things that you want them to know? I want you to listen to your heart and your soul and your body. We all get the messages in different ways. You're, you're going to have thoughts, but mostly, well, for me, it was a feeling. I just felt the dread of going back to work as, as a psychologist. I felt the dread. I felt heavy about it. I would, you know, drag myself to work. I, I wasn't loving it. And I didn't know really what that meant. Um, but what I know now is that when a problem arises, the solution is there at the same time. You just have to flip it and ask yourself, what's my energy trying to tell me now? What's my heart or my soul or my body? Because some people feel it in their bodies. Um, some people feel it in their energy. Other people have the thoughts. But tune into however you're getting the, the, the sense and ask yourself, what would feel better? What would feel better? What would feel different? Um, and then ask yourself, how can I make this real for me? How many ways can I make this true for me? It's so important. You have part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And um, it is like a puppy, like you're going to give it a command and it's going to want to fetch you all of the information, all of the answers. So ask it good questions. The quality of the work that you do, the quality of the life that you have is going to come from the questions that you ask. You're really good at asking them of your clients. So start asking them of yourself and ask yourself, not is it possible like I was, but ask yourself, how many ways can I make this happen? Mm -hmm. And you're going to sit down with a piece of paper and you're just going to do stream of consciousness writing. Don't worry about if it's scribble or it's messy or spelling mistakes. Don't worry. Get it all out. As many ways as you can make it happen, you're going to hit a wall. You're going to say, well, I'm done. I don't have any more. I'm calling BS on that. And I say, no, you're going to sit with that and then come up with two or three more ways. Right. And then from those, you're just going to circle, you know, the two or three that will get you there the quickest because remember the Pareto principle, 80% of your results are attributed to 20% of the things that you do. So you don't have to do all of those things on your list. Look at the two or three that are going to get you from where you are to where you want to be the quickest and the easiest. That would be my, my guidance. And know that if you've got the idea that you're meant to be doing something else, um, then you're meant to be doing something else. That's <laughs> the universe. That's, that that's is really brilliant. I mean, it's so simple, right? If you're right? thinking it, it's probably true. <laughs> yes, yes, you had that thought for a reason. Like you didn't just come up with that. That was given to you, that thought, uh, that, oh, I wonder if, or is it possible, or I would really rather, instead of going to this type of work today, I wish I was doing this other thing. You have that thought for a reason. You can do that other thing. Ask yourself, assume it's already done, assume it is possible, and ask yourself, right, how many ways? Or future pace and, and say, well, I'm just going to imagine for a moment that's already done and I'm going to ask myself, okay, in this space right now, 
How am I feeling? What sort of thoughts do I have? Uh, what sort of actions do I have? Um, what sort of beliefs do I have? What language do I use every day? How do I feel? Connect in with that and then ask yourself the question, how on earth did I get here from there? So just reverse engineer it. If that's a different way that will work for you, reverse engineer it. And ask yourself in a, you can do a meditation, you can do a visualisation, you can ask that version of you, hey, tell me, what did you do, future self? How did you get here? What, what did you have to believe? Who did you need to become? What did you need to release? All those kinds of things. Ask the better questions. You'll get the answer. Come out of that meditational visualisation that you do for yourself. Write it down and then implement because that's the other thing. We can be really good at doing this work, but sometimes, hello, but sometimes we forget to implement. And the people who get the best results are the ones that implement the, the guidance that they receive, right? Yeah, I've noticed because I've been running this for many decades that I call it, well, a lot of things, but, you know, when we start to manifest, it's like I say, if we're just thinking about something, that's putting a little bit of energy out. But as soon yeah. as we actually take action and steps towards it, that's like pull it off bucket loads more energy towards it and your chances especially if you stay focused I mean I, I have been blessed with a pretty remarkable life and some of the stuff I've manifested actually goes into the miracle realms like even blew me away and I was the one doing it I mean I didn't know what you could actually do so what you're saying it really works but you also have to take those steps you know you're gonna yeah. put more and it doesn't even be a mean a lot I mean, I remember when I went to Indonesia, I mean, the universe moved heaven and earth. And this was back before computers, right? And I finally just decided, I know I'm going to go to Indonesia. So if I'm going to go, I'm going to have to, I'm, I got to learn the language. So I, I put a little sign handwritten, anyone te willing to teach me the Indonesian language? I went to the only um, Asian store in Spokane, Washington. They had a glass top. They let me slide it under their little glass top. I waited for weeks. Nothing happened. I went and looked. It was still there. Another week or two went by and one person, one Indonesian, from, and this was in Spokane, Washington back a long time ago, but um, contacted me. And that one step turned everything on its I mean, miracle after, like weird, weird stuff going on that was to my benefit. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to the faith as they say you got to keep the faith and two whatever you focus on is going to expand you're going to see more of it i mean the human brain receives three hundred thousand bits of information per second but we only process about two thousand of those and that you know it's our beliefs that are the filter so if you can shift your mindset that's why mindset's so important if you can shift your belief um and say you know it is possible or how can i or let's do this then all of a sudden your perspective shifts and your your mind or that filter will start to give you evidence that this is possible and it's happening and that's perhaps what you experience there you know um it's different for everybody but there are certainly ways that's my bow buddy um, but there are certainly ways that you can manifest. And the thing is that we're manifesting all the time. In fact, in your business, yeah. speaking about business, yeah, everything that you're seeing now is a direct result of your past thoughts, feelings, actions, and behaviours. You know, it's a result of your past energy. You manifested this. So if you're not loving your business, um, it's okay. You can change it. If you are loving your business, amazing. Keep going. You're doing amazing. Right. So, yeah, you're always manifesting. It's just whether or not you're being intentional about it. Right. 
So I just popped <clears throat> everything that Brooke has, like how to contact her, because as you can tell, she's pretty freaking amazing, right? I adore this woman, but um, she's got a client welcome pack template. I put that on. Normally, it's for, like she mentioned her, you know, that she's charging for some of this, but it's just $1, she said, for the next 48 hours. There's also a three-day trial um, for another starting a project. You know, anyway, I put all of that in the comments for you. And I have a feeling we're going to have Brooke back because, um, <clears throat> I mean, I just want to support her because what she's doing sounds really, really exciting. And I'm really so happy that you took time tonight or tomorrow morning in your world um, to visit with me and, you know, stay on. You and I can chat for a minute, but everyone else, replay is here. If you missed it, you can still watch it and I'll pin it to the top. So Brooklyn, blessings on you. I can't wait to talk to you as soon as we're um, we're going to wind this up. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, doing your course was an absolute turning point. And if I can do it, everybody can do it. Trust me. And if you're looking for a course, do this course, do the, the artist course. It's amazing. I haven't looked back. I use all the resources on a regular basis. It was above and beyond and by far the most useful, practical um, course for coaches. So yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to put it together. My thank you. That's very sweet of you. I appreciate it. All right, folks, we'll be back in a couple of weeks and we'll have Brooke back again, I'm sure. Brooklyn rather. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye bye.